Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining today's show. Uh, Mike and I, VP of Marketing at Assure. And we're going to take a little bit of a different approach today. So uh, uh, as we talk about in every show, the, the purpose of the show is to get the very best information in the hands of entrepreneurs and small and growing uh, mid-sized companies, uh, the best information they can to grow their business. And historically, that has been in the context of how do we stay compliant? How do we attract the right talent? How do we get the people motivated to, to, to work behind our goal and in alignment to, to grow our business? Uh, and obviously, there's been this uh, event in the last two years uh, that a lot of our content has been focused on you know, compliance and very, very tactical payroll and HR things because there's some really important tactical payroll and HR things everyone needed to know. Uh, but today we're going to take a little bit different approach. When we talk about helping small businesses grow and, and, and mid-sized companies grow, that's literally the topic. How do we how do we help companies grow their business? So we're stepping outside of pure HR, pure payroll today, uh, and we're going to talk about how to literally grow your business. And I, and I couldn't have a better guest. So joining me today is uh, best-selling author Bill Cates. Uh, uh, he he's uh, worked with some of the biggest brands in America. Uh, Capital One, uh, New York Life, uh, uh, Schwab Investments, PNC Bank, Lincoln Financial, Morgan Stanley, uh, Bank of America, etc. Et and and uh, uh, we're going to unpack some of his insights today. Uh, but also, uh, he, he's, he's published four books, written and published four books. Uh, Radical Relevance, I believe, is the most recent. Referrals Now, uh, Beyond Referrals, and Don't Keep Me a Secret. So, Bill, uh, welcome to, the, to today's show. Really looking forward to the conversation. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Just uh, to clear up any, if, if you heard Mike wrong, it's not Bill Gates. It's Bill Cates. <laughs> uh, look, I'm going to help you make more money. <laughs> and, and yeah, I've worked for a lot of large firms. I've also worked for a lot of smaller firms, too. So everything we talk about is going to be uh, related to the folks listening, um, something that really anyone, whether you're solopreneur to midsize or even larger business, will be able to help you out. So thank you. I appreciate the clarification. And hopefully we didn't have any, uh, any clickbait <laughs> advertising to promote this event that uh, right. people <laughs> showing up uh, to, to see Mr. Gates. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling, Bill, that's not the first time you've used that joke. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. Well, you know, as a quick little... A side lesson to everybody, we're, uh, a lot of us are in the name recognition, name remembering business, right? And it never hurts to put in a little wave to get people to remember our name. So that's that's what that's I do. That's really smart. That's really smart. All right, before we get into some of the real tactical uh, stuff, um, mm -hmm. uh, like I'm really excited about our next topic about uh, how you talk, you wrote a whole book on, on radical relevance. Um, Unpack for what you see that the five main steps for acquiring more customers and, and specifically the ideal customer. Sure. So there's a lot to go into it, but it, it, it from my perspective, I'm thinking in terms of multiplying our best clients, best customers, uh, meeting people the way they want to meet us, which is through a recommendation from someone else they already trust. So. What goes into that is, first of all, having great messaging, how we message our value, making sure we have the right message for the right person, delivered in the right way, all the really basics of good marketing messaging that uh, a lot of folks either were never taught or just forget about. Messaging is one. Uh, then referrals, introductions, um, multiplying 
just referrals. You know, you'll hear me use the word referrals, introductions, almost interchangeably, but they really are two different things. Uh, I think th these days, because it's so hard to reach people, um, someone says, hey, you know, call George, just use my name. Well, George doesn't pick up his phone. And he's wondering why his friend gave his name out. And so we've got to turn that willingness of our clients or customers to refer us into an actual connection, an introduction, because that's what we want. That's the word we should use. And then, obviously, we want to uh, convert folks, get to set the appointment and convert folks at a higher rate. So the mistake I've seen is a lot of folks, when they're getting referrals, introductions, they're using that borrowed trust that comes with that. They're not using the referral source to learn about the prospect and, and craft a very relevant message. Uh, the message from the introducer, first of all, needs to be relevant of their friend. Um, and then how we follow up to that needs to be super relevant and compelling to get them to move forward. Ultimately, the goal is the new client, the new customer, if it's a good match, right? So um, when we use favorable of circumstances, when we have the great tailored relevant messaging to them, and we're confident in the work we do, and we make good recommendations to keep the moving forward that's you know where it falls down for some people they say here's here's who i am here's what i do do you, do you want it <laughs> right as opposed to making a good solid recommendation for the next step and that's what goes into to growing your business from my perspective so uh, so i'm a marketing guy when you say messaging i know exactly what you mean i i, I live and breathe it uh, every day but you know the the average lister probably today you know uh, uh, if you're a mid-sized company might have a specialized role if you're for a smaller company wearing wearing many many hats maybe if you're the owner of the company and you're you run uh, hair salons you know everything there is to know about hair but not about marketing can you unpack just literally the word messaging a little bit more and maybe even give us uh, uh, some examples what 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 might bad messaging look like and without giving necessarily an example, some of you've worked with in the past, but what, give, give us a before after contrast so everybody understands what good and bad messaging even looks like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, gosh, where do we start? So, bit, let me give you a keyword first of all. The keyword, any kind of marketing message on our website, uh, LinkedIn profile, any kind of sales reaching out to someone. A key word here is empathy, and what empathy is, of course, is understanding, appreciation, knowing this for the other person's situation. So that's where we need to start with our messaging. We have to make sure that we, uh, the way we write and speak about what we do, where people can see themselves in the message. The mistake that most people make is, you know, here, here's who I am, here's what I do, Da 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 da. And look, if if some if the time and someone knows they're looking for you uh, or someone like you, then okay, that that can work. The the problem is it works well enough that people th think it really is, uh, but it isn't, right? It, it's so to borrow uh, the way Don Miller talks about this in a in a great book called Brand. Think of uh, you are not the hero; you are the guide. And so the client, the customer, the prospect, they're the hero. They want to be the hero in their So how you message your value, again, you want them to see themselves in that. So usually in messaging, we often uh, 
talk about a typical problem, right? Here, you know, here's, are you facing this problem? Is this an issue? Is this a challenge? Uh, and then you present yourself as someone who can solve that challenge. Um, then now you start to have some pretty decent messaging. Um, here's what we know about the brain. The brain is scanning its environment uh, a second, pretty fast, right? Unconscious. Where am I? Am I safe? Everything okay? All right. Uh, so the first prime uh, job of the brain is to keep the the organism <laughs> safe. And then it's also scanning the times a second, not quite as fast. Is there an opportunity? So the brain is looking for an opportunity to grow, to learn, to gain food, whatever it might be, uh, but only when it feels safe. And so that's why you often see marketers lead with, is this not working? Is this a challenge? Uh, and then they'll also talk about the opportunity. You don't want to leave that out because you don't know exactly what's going on, but your messaging talks about the challenges, talks about the opportunities and the way they can see themselves. Then we talk about ourselves, right? Now they're a little more interested. Then we bring our credentials, our licensing, our certifications, our experience, <clears throat> all those things, those body of evidence is important, but we don't lead with that. Does that help? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I think that's helpful. And maybe the next thing I want to unpack a little bit before I move on to, to radical relevance, mm -hmm. and, I know, and I know I'm borrowing from future topics here a little bit. Um, we talked about like referrals, right? Um, in, uh, in, in, in we talk about appointments with people. Um, mm -hmm. If I'm if I'm a if I run a hair salon, it's a referral business. If I run a yep. home and bath kitchen remodeling business, referral business. If I'm an accounting yep. firm referral business. Maybe I'm some uh, online store that maybe this uh, or some electronic service. Maybe the, 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 the term referral doesn't mm -hmm. resonate. Say, say more about the, the power of referral, not necessarily in the, in the old fashioned, we had breakfast together, we exchanged business cards, kind of a referral, but the mm -hmm. power of transfer of trust and relationship uh, that can happen digitally, not just the old-fashioned way we might think of referrals. Yeah, yeah it's a great question, and and I'm getting asked that more and more these days. Um, gosh, there's a to go into this. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, a, re a referral, an introduction, a recommendation, uh, that's a form of right and anyone running a digital business knows you know the value of social proof so cousins to that testimonials right want to make sure we have good solid yes. uh, is part of that as well photographs of our of real clients as opposed to clip art uh, things like all of that is social proof case studies so those are elements that relate to this, right? That that shows that other people are talking about us and other people are saying good things about us, letting us use their likeness uh, because they value the work we do. The other yeah. thing is to, to have an attitude of leverage. And what I mean by that is, let's say we're putting, um, or let's say we have a lead magnet, right? So a report, a guide, a list, a checklist, something. Uh, and they download that and that gets them into your world. Well. That process you want to have it could be a, a pre-populated email where they recommend that lead magnet to someone else, right? Hey, I just subscribed or I just got this checklist from them. You should check it out. I think you'll like it. 
So pre-populated uh, emails and other ways, other ways to click a button here or there, this message with others, right? If someone right. buys from you, same thing. Yeah, you, depending on a product, you, you want but you can do this digitally as well. I, I wouldn't say it's quite as powerful, but it should be part of your mix because if you don't put it in their head, they may not think about it, but just stick it into the conversation and they go, oh, I should share it with somebody. So. Yeah, and, and, and I appreciate you going there with me because I, for us to be relevant with such a diverse audience, right? We have, we have, right. We have white color, we have blue color, we have construction, we have software, we have all, all these different types of people watching the show today. And, and, I, and I think on face value, if I'm a traditional referral business, okay, that makes sense. But if I, I think about more electronic, other types of businesses, it's still references, right? Whether I'm a software company and I'm leveraging the power of sites like TrustRadius, Captera, G2 for my reference power, or uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, a local business doing business with local customers, B2B or B2C, um, but I'm using things like Angie's List or Nextdoor, right? That mm -hmm. this isn't, the, the mm -hmm. power here is not solely um, with, you know, I'm trading business cards at, at, a, at, a, at a breakfast or a coffee uh, a meeting circa 1992 uh, when I started in sales. Um, that there, that there's, there's lots of ways to do this. A lot of ways. Yeah. Right. Right. And, and if I could, if I could add to that a little bit, uh, first of all, on the digital, the digital side, um, one company I've been working with is they, they get a lot of their new members digitally, uh, magnets and things like that. Uh, but they also get a fair number of referrals. And they found we did some some measuring. They they got m most levels of membership, and just like some of you may have three levels of product or service, and they got most of their referrals from the middle levels of membership, because which makes sense because those people are more engaged, right? And those people <clears throat> tended the people they referred in coming at the higher level as opposed to coming in at the lower level. So that's one thing that a referral introduction process will do is you'll often bring in higher level customers or clients, if you will. And then on, you know, on the Angie's list and, and another app uh, that I just use to find a physical therapist for my wife. Um, you know, if you're in, 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 in or a contractor or home services or anything like that, um, you know, you want to ask your clients, by the way, you know, how'd you, and well, somebody recommend. I'm like, oh, so you on that a lot? Tell me more about that. Great. You know, by the way, if you ever see other people asking, you know, the right for you to recommend us next time, right? It's just simple little things where we just want to, we don't want to assume that people do. We want to ask. We want to suggest uh, what to do. So there's just it's a, it starts with an awareness, right, and a mindset of of how do we use these. And then you start to look for those places, and and with that new awareness, you'll see those opportunities you might not have seen before. Right. Very good. All right. Let's move on to our next topic. So that that's kind of the overview, uh, and appreciate that. Um, you wrote a book on this one alone, so we could spend hours on this topic in of itself. But but unpack you know, first first what is radical relevance? Yeah. So I think the best way to to initially describe 
subtitle of the book, which is sharpen your marketing message, cut through the noise, win more ideal clients. So what does that mean? Well, we, we know that the world is, everyone is inundated with marketing messages. Uh, so, you know, the brain, back to that brain thing, the brains, you know, because there's so much coming at it, and it's trying to actually uh, preserve energy, energy expended, it's only gonna look at the stuff that feels, seems relevant. So it's gonna right. discount everything else, right? What we gotta do is we've gotta make sure we are, again, sharpening a message, saying the right things to the right way, so that they, the brain will see it, they will notice it. And it goes, oh, you know, and then we attract them into the message and they go a little bit further. So um it, it's it's with a, uh, an incredible caring and appreciation for our clients or customers really to know them on a on a deeper level than a lot of businesses will do some businesses stay very transactional they really touch your customers well they do okay and they would do better if they took the time and energy to and really understand Part of it has to do with with targeting a market, uh, not trying to be people. A big mistake that businesses make is when they're crafting their message, whether it's going to be on their website or whatever it may be, uh, they err on the side of casting a bigger net. Right? Oh, I don't mm -hmm. want to. I don't want to leave those people out. That group, and so the net can get so big that the messaging becomes uh, almost it's not going to really attract the right people and today whether it's digital or u.s mail or however many ways to segment lists that you right. want to you want to do that right you want to have the right message for this message for this person so it's going to resonate with them so the brain's going to notice it so that's what relevant right, is is having and you can have more than one target market uh depending on your business what we call the bullseye within the market which is some some marketers call them avatars, some call them, I just call them right fit clients or right fit customers. And you can have more too, but each message goes out to the right person on your website. If you have three different types of people coming to your website, you have a, a link, link for each one of those. So they see themselves in that and then they click and then they get, totally relevant to them. So most people get a sense of this. They're doing this to some degree. Most people don't really keep as they could. And then, so they miss opportunity. So uh, in our previous slide that we were talking about, you know, my words, not yours, but me messaging versus you messaging, right? So yes. um, uh, this, is, this is how big we are, how strong we are, how many features our product has, how many years we've been in business, and here's how I can help you because I'm awesome, right? Um, right. Versus here's your situation, here's your business pains, here's the problems and challenges that you're facing every day, and therefore here's some of the solutions that can help you. So <clears throat> which way is the mirror pointing, uh, so, so to speak? Can you give yeah, some examples? Go ahead. No, no, well, ask your question because I think what I was going to say fits into it. <laughs> Yeah, and so so now we're talking about okay, we got the mirror faced the other way. Can you give some some concrete examples? How you know, in, and you pick the business. I don't I don't care what industry. Um, if I a, a business, how I might tailor my message different for one audience versus another audience. 
Um, yeah. Without, yeah. And I'll say it this way, without selling my soul, because I still want to have a, a core brand, a core identity. I don't want to appear like I'm just a chameleon um, being being all things to all people. But how do I keep my soul as a brand and still mm. message to unique audiences? Right. So the ways to, I, I like that idea, the keeping the soul of the brand. I've not heard it expressed quite that way. One of the ways, very specifically, is to make sure you're very clear on the problems that you solve, the the core problems that any customer that might come to you or prospect will come to you. And, uh, you know, are you clear on the top, let's say, two or three main problems that you solve? Um, and And then so letting the message start with that. Uh, so for instance, my target markets is financial professionals. You, you listed a bunch of financial companies. Well, that's one of my target markets. So what is their problem? Well, one of their biggest problems is just seeing enough people. Just the, in, in fact, the very successful advisors and, and wealth managers just say, Bill, just help me get in front of more of the right people. Once I'm in front of them, I can say, do the right things. I didn't know as I can't seem to reach these people right yeah. so um, so that that's my messaging right are, are you frustrated by not being able to see enough of the right people they go yeah all right this guy gets me a little I could go a little deeper and they go okay this guy knows my world right um, yeah. so that's that's one way um, another way is to um, is to tell a story uh, a lot of like to have a little story uh, of, uh, and, and people can see themselves in the story. Uh, I'll give you, you know, let's go back to that when you introduced me and, and you, um, said, you know, he's worked for, which, which I have. Um, so I get a lot of emails from different types of companies. They tend to be more on the digital side of services, not exclusively. Yeah but most of them, and they say, you know, we work for Microsoft, we work for Google, we work for this, for that, all these large companies. Well, that's not relevant to me, unless they make it relevant to me. Yeah. So they don't say, we've worked with all these large companies, and now we take the same principles that we teach them, and we can help you with those same things. You can get the same tools companies get, right, at, at you, know, you know, much less cost, da, 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 da right? So if you're going to name drop like that, it's not relevant. In fact, it'll turn people off right, unless you turn it to them um, or don't even use those names. You know, we work with small bit. We work with people you've probably never heard of. So we know your world. We, you know what I mean? So that's what relevant is making sure that we we know who we're talking to and and what do we want to and how they want to hear from us so this brings us to uh one of the rules of radical relevance in the book uh radical relevance i have the 17 rules of radical relevance and number one as we've kind of discussed a little bit is meet people the way they want to meet you through a recommendation introduction but number two is give your clients or customers a seat at the table what I mean by that is as you are developing messaging, as you are thinking about any kind of marketing program or mess, consult some of your customers and clients. 
right? Some people who who love you, they love your business. They they don't mind taking a stake in your success and say, hey, here's how we're thinking about talking about our value and and saying this and that. Does this resonate with you? So don't do it in a vacuum. Yeah, you can make a pretty good guess, but talk to your clients and and you're going to get some language, some ways some of saying things that you would never have considered without talking to your clients. So that's that's a piece of how you make it more relevant. Yeah, very good. Hey, so let's just take it a step deeper then. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you talk in your book about the, this difference between strategic relevance and, and tactical relevance. So right. First, maybe. Give, give me a definition. What do you, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> relevance, one could say macro relevance, bigger picture, right? It's market. Who who are your bullseyes in that market? Uh, what problems you solve? What makes you a little bit different? How you might start to talk about differentiation, bigger strategic decisions, and then tactical relevance is how you implement that. Uh, and the specific words you're going to say, verbiage uh, that you're going to say. So uh, an example of tactical relevance, how you communicate, the words you use to communicate what makes you a little different. Now, let me just say one thing. Yeah, it it, it can be very important. There's kind of two levels of, there's some differentiation that we could use that will just attract attention. Um, but there's other types of different will actually make the, the difference in someone working with you or not. Right? So if you work with other companies like them that they know, demonstrate that you know their world, that you read their blog post, that you uh, you know actually went into their store and shopped a little bit or anything that you can demonstrate that you know their world, that's tactical relevance. A, a LinkedIn message to someone. Please don't just copy paste LinkedIn. That's the full calling LinkedIn if you're not careful. So right. look at their profile. Where they go? You know who are they following? What can you what can you mention to make it a little more personalized? That's tech. Uh, all right, back to differentiation. Bill, the the, the non irony irony is if you just have a one size fits all. Uh, copy paste approach to something like LinkedIn or any email or any cold call for that matter. Um, it's not going to be as effective. And so the, the more of, it takes time to be more effective, more time, energy, resource to come up with a, a one-to-one or at least a one-to-narrow group messaging. Right. Um, right. But I, not ironically, those are, those are the, one, the customers that you want anyway, right? So <laughs> right. It, it's, right. It's, it's worth the time and effort. So you're so you one. Our messaging needs to be relevant so it'll attract the right people, and so it doesn't attract the wrong people, right? How right. many of us have experienced the wrong people uh, for various, even clients referring the wrong people to us? And so we've got to make sure how we, and always being willing to qualify to make sure it's a good match before we take the work on that isn't a good So that comes into our messaging as well. We can, don't be afraid to turn certain people. That's how you attract the people you want, by being as specific as, as all right, differentiation real quick. Um, 
do your clients or customers care what makes you different? Maybe, maybe not. What they really want to know at the end of the day is, are you right for me? Right? That's mm -hmm. what people want to know. Sometimes we can talk about what makes us different, but if you do that, please make sure you tie it to a specific. And Mike, I'm sure you've seen this fall. Uh, people fall down on this all the time. They say, this is teacher. I'll give you an example, bank I was working with up in uh, in New England. Feature, we've been in business for 128 years. They think that that's a unique, something that makes them different unique. Well, I suppose it makes it different, but what does it mean to the prospective customer? To someone younger, they could say, okay, have the latest <laughs> apps, right? right? I don't know. Or someone older like me, might they might think, okay, solid, they're not going to well, We don't know. So we've got to make sure we, we, you know, so if we say we've been in this 128 years, not go anywhere and we've kept up with the times right so right we've got right to translate and it to the, to the best unless you know that uh length of time in business is one of the criteria in which they're going to base their decision it's right. it's meaningless right it could help you it could hurt you more likely it's just going to be no impact it's a, it's a, it's a meaningless it's, unless it's you tie it to a bet they may not know what the benefit is. So if you're going to use it, just tie it to a benefit. So, you know, talking in terms of benefits and translating features to benefits, if you're saying things like, here's what that means to you, or yeah. what that would look like for you is this, or that will show up, or any words like that where you're going, here's what we have, here's what it means to you. And boy, I'll go to webs, most websites I'll go, business feature 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 all this we got the and i'm not saying those things aren't important because there's some people are looking for those things um but they really want to know the benefit there's an old, there's an old metaphor kind of half right right they say people don't want the, to buy a drill they want a hole mm -hmm. well it really is a little bit of both yes ultimately the benefit so they want a drill that's going to drill the hole but there are people out there looking to see a little bit about the drill you know, is it variable speed? Does it have the power to do the things I want to do? Yada, you know, is it battery operated? Is it a plug-in? So uh, it's not just, they do want to know the features, but first and foremost, they want to know, is it going to make the hole that I need? That That's a way and to know, think in terms of feature. And and you know how, so I love that. I love where you're going with that because to me, where, where entrepreneurs and, and especially the smaller businesses, you have so many creative geniuses that they they might they might in fact be building a, a, a new mousetrap that is in fact better, right? Um, but they don't know they know their product, uh, they don't know necessarily know marketing. Um, and I, to me, the way I look at this is where is the not an individual person, but where's the marketplace uh, in in a in, in the in the I'll call it buyer's journey, but really uh, 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 the, the user adoption uh, curve mm -hmm. here. And so mm -hmm. if I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm, if I've built a better mousetrap and it does, it solves some business problem, but the marketplace doesn't yet know about it, <laughs> then you're in the business of selling holes, right? Because you're, you have to align with the business problem and people don't know that drills exist yet, right? But if you're in a very mature space, 
maybe it's a commoditized product. The industry has been around forever that pretty much 100% of the people in your marketplace have a good idea for who the top three or four competitors are and what the major capabilities they have, then you're kind of in the business of selling drills, right? Um, it, it's, it's, but it's to your earlier point, you got to meet them where they're at. In, 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 and so depending on what your business is, you might be selling holes, you might be selling drills, you might be selling the, the minutia feature of those drills because everybody in the marketplace already knows everything about drills and now they're just gonna be evaluate off the feeds and speeds, right? And, and, and that's where differentiation and the benefit really can play, play a role. When, when there is a feeling of commoditization and everyone seem, from the, from the unknowing perspective, seem to look alike, right? That's where it's great. Formula in my book, we call it the uh, differentiation gap formula. And it goes something like this. You know, any company can, or most companies can, any contractor, any bank, stylist, any whatever, could be any or most, can, but only we can, or very few can. And so if there's something that you do that's, that really is different that the other companies don't do, so it's only we you can, or if you do it just so much better, you have a much more robust process, then that's yeah. another way you can use that. But that's what differentiates you and brings different. And then you always want to have, by the way, in this particular formula and a lot of our formulas, for example, I really want to encourage everybody listening to, if you haven't done this already, to start thinking in terms of stories, examples, right? Start to keep them in a journal or somewhere so you have a list of this stuff. And it's a, for example, we had a customer in the store yesterday and here is their problem. Or I was talking to a client just, you know, last week and their situation was similar to yours and this is what we did. So that's what brings to life. Whatever cryptic words you use to describe what you do come to life when you put a story. And, and that's what will make a difference come to life. That's what will show you what, show them what the benefit of that is through a little story. I'm talking about very short minute, two minute to tell kind of examples. Yeah. It's all under the heading of tactical relevance. The, these are the things yeah. you do tactically uh, to stand out. Okay. Uh, so we talked about rel extreme relevance um, in making that emotional connection. We talked about strategic versus tactical um, really truly meeting people where they're at um, and having the having the phrases the quotes the 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 stories in your hip pocket whether hip pocket means uh, an email that is at the ready to go or a video that you can share right uh, but having those stories to make those connections um, it's interesting. You talked about uh, you know some of your clients are in the financial services business and what in their biggest pain is they they're great salespeople. They got a great product. They just can't get in front of enough people. Um, getting in front of people, you know, whether it's a whether it's truly face to face or face to face digitally, like we're doing here, um, it is harder than ever before because um, buyers and prospects are overwhelmed with digital messages, right? Where uh, you know, 
you probably heard the the saying, Bill, uh, all, all good marketers ruin everything, right? We, <laughs> we, ruin, we ruin email, we ruin voicemail broadcasting, we ruin display ads, all these things that could really add value for people. Once once marketers figure out how to do it, we do it over and over and over again and just ruin it for everybody. Um, and, and so it's hard to get, get to people. And so most people, um, it's not like I think they ever wanted to talk to salespeople, but they kind of had to just to know what was available in the marketplace now, right? Uh, available in the marketplace. But now, whether they're right or whether they're wrong, they think that they can get all the information they need on the web. And so inevitably they end up on your website, right? So what advice would you have for for our listeners for how to grow their business when they're thinking about uh, uh, not just a website that talks about me, I think we already talked about the, the changing that mirror focus the other way on your prospect, but how do you actually build a website that literally attracts and then converts prospects? Right. Huh. So um, the first thing is if you're thinking website, let's think visually here for a second. You know, the banner, they call it the hero banner. Um, that visitor, right, needs to be a message, something that they can resonate with, whether it's a problem you solve or it's, uh, or it's something you help them about them. Right. It's not the number one real estate, you know, broker in X county. Right. It's not. It's not an award that you won um, that comes that has its place, but that's not what you put at first. At first, you want a some sort of a message that 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 the uh, a good client could resonate with. So that's that's pretty important. That's what draws them in. That's what earns earns the right to a little more of their time. Right. Uh, uh, other things, real quick, by the way, is um, testimonials. You want to use those quickly. And my little pet peeve of testimonials, please just get permission from people to use their name and use their. There's probably enough people that love you. They'd be happy to do it. Um, I've very few businesses have I run into where they can't do that. You know, someone says a great thing about you. You know, Jay Green or J Green Dallas, right? How real is that? <laughs> my website, virtually every testimonial, or as I like to call them, testimonials, um, has the person's photograph, definitely who they are, where they live, sometimes their company name, uh, a lot of video testimonials, big part of websites. You, you want people to see that social proof pr pretty darn quickly that you're interested. Right. They see someone maybe not exactly like them, but similar enough in what the challenge was um, that that uh, you're going to keep them there for a little bit. Uh, every website page, virtually every website page, I guess there's probably always exceptions, should have we as marketers, you know, this Mike, a, a CTA, a call to action. Tell them, ask them, cajole them. <laughs> what to do next. Never assume that anyone visiting any page on your website or even reading an email for that matter is going to know what to do next. Tell them, ask them, right? Uh, and, and it could be as simple as click the next button. It, it could be anything, but just make sure yeah. you do it. Because um, otherwise, you know, they'll click a little here and there and then they're gone. You want to create a little bit of a path. 
path to purchase, buyer's journey. You know, if you want them to set up a, a complimentary strategy call, great, do that. If you want them to call and make their first appointment and get a 10% to tell them to do that, right? whatever it is. If you want them to tell a friend, have a link for that. And you usually want to minimize the calls to action on any given page. A home page sometimes a little different, depends on the business, but a fewer links. Just what do you really want them to do? Ask them, yeah. tell them, right? And they're more likely to do it than if you leave it to chance. So that's also important. So now I want to get into uh, that that is is really very important. In the last chapter of my book, Radical Relevance, I talk about the different types and levels of problems. And there are some problems that we'll call them latent, meaning the, the, the prospect doesn't know they have it. It's latent, right? Uh, could be, you know, let's, uh, you know, uh, pest control, right? They probably have a termites. They probably have this. They probably have that. They don't know it. It's latent. There's no evidence right now right? Or they don't have enough life insurance, right? And they don't realize they don't have, it's latent. Then there's blatant, right? Then they, they know they have it. There's evidence in their life somewhere or another. This is the issue. Well, it seems to me that we want to, our messaging at first needs to be able to try to speak to what people know they have, right? Yeah. And then the other part of this, aspirational versus uh, critical. If people have a problem, they know they have the problem. I got termites. I don't have enough life insurance, whatever it is, right? I got the worst hair in the world. <laughs> I, and I got a video shoot next week and I got to do something about it. There's a time frame. Now it becomes critical. People will move heaven and earth to solve a blatant critical problem. So right. the point is, that's how we want to orient our business. There's we are solving problems. Our, our clients, our best clients are going to know they have the problem and they really want to solve it. Now, sometimes we got to get in there and help them see it's critical or help them, you know, realize how, how it really is there. Sometimes we have to do that education we want to get to. That's where people will act. People will, will take action when the pain is high enough, right? When they know they got the problem, they got to fix it. So if you're in there talking to folks and they're not moving forward, oh, you got the best fix in the world, but they're not seeing it for whatever reason, probably they're not seeing it as critical, right? They see it as aspirational. That sounds good. That's something I'd like to do someday. Right. Not usually enough. You know, I, I <clears throat> forgive me for dragging out a metaphor here, but I, I used to talk to people about these subjects and, you know, if I had to walk out a window, on the first floor for uh, with, with a, on a board, call it, you know, six inches wide and, and walk across an alley uh, uh, to, to another window. Uh, you know what, maybe I'd be willing to do it, maybe not, but if it was up 10 floors, no way in heck I would ever do that, right? Unless right. there's fire behind me. And then I don't care if it feels riskier, I'm running across that six inch board because it's my only option, right? Well, that's right. And, and I feel like that's a little bit what this is, It's it's, it's not strong arm tactics, it's not manipulation, but it's helping people to become aware that you're actually on fire, right? It, 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 in doing that in a factual way, and when and when they know that they have a business problem that they must fix, they'll, 
you don't have to push them onto onto the board. They're gonna, they're going to run across that board themselves, right? Yeah, and I think you made an important point. It's not trying to be manipulative. It, you you want to have right. people come to me that I I tell them I don't think I'm the right person for you or yeah, look, you could probably benefit from this. Let me be honest with you. This is what it would take. You know, if we can do it, um, you know, is it your best use of time and energy right now? Another worry, you know, I started out talking about empathy. Another we face in sales and marketing is inertia, meaning, right, a body in motion will tend to stay in motion. A body at rest will tend to remain at rest unless acted upon by an outside force. Right. We face with a lot of folks, right? The devil they know is better than the devil they don't know. Um, you know, there's a risk to taking action. Well, right. there's also a risk to not taking action. And so one of the ways we can potentially compel people to move forward uh, in a very honest, straightforward way is say, let's let's take a look at what happens if you do this or if you don't take care of this or whatever. What's what's the cost of non-action? And look, if the cost isn't that high, they may just say, yeah, you know, you're right. I, I, I'm not ready, right? The pain isn't high enough for them to face right. the discomfort to go into a little bit. But see, that's right. where referrals, introductions, testimonials, case studies, all of that helps, right? Because they are taking a little bit of a leap of faith. They're, they're willing to step out of their comfort zone to solve the problem. But look, all these other people have done that. My friend did that. Right. Yeah. Move forward as well. How you met them makes a difference. Well, the one other thing I maybe want to hit on this topic before we go to our, to, to our, to our close uh, here. Yeah. I think especially, so, you know, mid-sized companies, large companies, they, they have resources to hire marketing professionals, right? A lot of times a small business, it's the owner. Right, it's it's their inspiration. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It might be they outsource the website to somebody. Maybe they outsource a little of this to that person, a little of this to over here. Uh, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's 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 their vision, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think so many business owners sell themselves short. They think that they don't see themselves as a marketer, and so they think they need marketing help, and therefore they don't even try because that's financially not a not a viability maybe at this moment. Um, there's a there's an old consultant uh, 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 used to consume with a lot of his content a, a, a decade ago. Uh, not sure where he's at now. Uh, Dr. Flint McLaughlin, he was at Marketing Sherpa. He always had this one saying that I loved. It was uh, uh, clarity trumps persuasion. Um, it, and I think I would encourage business owners to think about that. Whether you're producing a PowerPoint deck, a website, a, a, a piece of collateral, um, there's some of course you want it to look beautiful, but it's far more important to be crystal clear about what you want and what you want them to do. And then you talk about a call to action. You can literally have a button that says, click here to, to, and then to do whatever, right? And what the benefit is to them. You don't need fancy, slogany, uh, persuasive, po- poetic prose, because for most people, their BS meters are really good in whether whether you're you, you can be you can be too flowery in your messaging you're so much better just being really crystal clear about what it is you do how you help uh speak into that if you could yeah got another hour um yeah, right. so first of all the brain craves clarity 
Well, because if something isn't clear, it has to work harder. The brain just doesn't want to work harder. And right. so Don Miller says, confuse and you lose. And so what I say is be careful about letting your creativity and cleverness get in the way of, of clarity. Sometimes we get attached to, to ways of describing what we do and metaphors and expression. They're cute. They're clever, right? But if they get in the way of, of clarity, forget it, right? I don't care how cute. I had a, a financial advisor once said, I, yeah, I'm a, I, I, Bill, I tell people I'm like a financial nutritionist. Okay. I kind of get in that. Well, not really. Right. So it goes, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I don't have no idea what you're talking about. Sorry. Is the bar still open? You know, it's like, um, so that's where we got to be careful. And as entrepreneurs, small business owners, we often get very emotionally attached to these clever phrases and expressions that we've come up with. Uh, this is why, by the way, we go to our clients and we say, think of that how would you say this why did you start working with us what do you what, what do you think makes us a little different and hear what they say let me give you an example i had a client say to me out in san mateo california said bill one thing i tell people about you is that bill cates makes asking for referrals as natural as breathing I go, oh that's pretty cool i never would have thought of saying that now if i say that it's marketing speak right 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 but if i schmitz then it's real and it is real and it's honest and so right. that's one of the ways by the way we can get away with bragging about ourselves if you don't feel a lot of owners don't feel comfortable bragging about themselves put it in the words of your clients you know quote your clients and that'll those nice things because someone else actually said it to you right and so that's you know that's a way to use it and then it's clear why is it clear because or customers are saying it. So they're going to say it in a way that other people are going to get it as well. Yeah, right, right. All right, let's move on to our last topic here. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'll set you up a little bit here. So so, so what what do you think, you, you kind of distilled this down in your writings to, to four core strategies. Uh, why don't you unpack that for us? In terms of getting introduced, you're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, I think around the introduction, and what I mean by that is if someone says, hey, I think my friend George could you know, appreciate what you do, or, you know, my sister Laura should know, great, let's talk about how you introduce me to them. Let's talk about how you connect. My guess is, you know, Laura would like to hear from you before she hears from me. Let's talk about, right? So we're assuming a connection. We're assuming an introduction. Very, very important. Uh, let's understand that one of the principles at play here is that our clients are calling us, they're, to borrow a term from Star Trek, their prime directive is to protect the relationship, right? They want to protect the relationship. They want it to feel comfortable. So we've got to make sure that we say, you know, let's talk about how you introduce in a way that feels comfortable for you and, and comfortable for him. And, you know, if we're lucky, we'll, we'll spark his interest in hearing from me. So we're always thinking comfort, right? Make sure. And this is a collaborative approach. Uh, I have a way I like to get introduced. I like to get introduced with what I call an electronic handshake. Mike, Bill, Bill right? handshake. Here's what Mike does. Here's what Bill does. Hope you guys connect. That's one of the most powerful ways, efficient ways to get introduced. But if that doesn't work, it's 
folks typically communicate, then we got to be flexible. So have have your your approach that works well. You know, it usually works well. Suggest it, but then with your referral source to come up with the best approach. Um, and I guess one of the biggest things here is just take your time, get a good. I'd rather walk away with one or two great introductions to some people that really seem qualified for the work I do. It's the 10 names of people I'm going to cold call or spam. It's just yeah, not a right. connection, right? we got to right. think it, it, it's quantity. It's probably more important than, the, uh, I'm sorry, quality of connection. Sorry. Yeah. Quantity is an issue, of course. We always want the, enough, but that's, you know, quality of connection is really what's going to make it go. So your odds of reaching those people are better. So that's some of the essence of getting a good connection, good introduction. Yeah, very good. All right, uh, Bill, really enjoyed our conversation today. I'm gonna, I'll give you an opportunity just to, to tell the audience what maybe a little bit about your podcast. Uh, Thank in, you. And uh, how you might be able to help them uh, outside of this uh, today's discussion. Yeah, a couple quick things. Referral code, my uh, main website, referralcoach.com. Um, and then I asked, it's, it's geared towards financial professionals, but most small business owners can learn and use the principles that they talk about, whether it's targeting them, whether it's how they engage with their clients or customers. So all these folks are doing, they're using all the basic principles that any small business should use. So if you go to podcast and see what those folks are doing, I guarantee you'll get some ideas. You'll have to train it. Uh, and then my book, Radical Relevance. If you go to radicalrelevancebook.com, there's a uh, little fun little video there. kind of explains it. And then you can. All right, Bill, thank you so much. Enjoyed the conversation. Hopefully we added value for, for our, our, our listeners today. So uh, uh, as I said at the top, so much of the content that we bring uh, to our customers, to our prospects through the through this channel, through this show, uh, uh, have to do with you know payroll and human resources and compliance and attracting talent, developing that talent, talent retaining the talent, getting your getting your people behind your goal so that you can focus on growing your business. So uh, uh, really, uh, I personally really enjoyed these conversations and enjoyed a little bit of a, a deviation to talk about really on the front helping to uh, to, to grow your business beyond uh, uh, payroll HR. So, uh, Bill, thanks for joining me today. You, my pleasure, and, and I agree. I hope people found value and they'll run their questions by me. Happy to help. All right, very good. Thanks everybody. Until next week, thank you for your time.